Radio in TV. Radio in TV. Welcome to the Poe Show here in Hollywood, California, T Radio V. I'm glad you're tuning in. Yay. You're listening. You're listening. Okay, so this is, as you know, I'm sure, because I know you've been watching every single show, and this is show number three. Um, so this is all about elevating the creative culture. Um, so we just want to, this is kind of a forum with all these amazing artists that I have on here, um, having a voice, being able to use their voice, and um, giving you a place where you can, you can see more of their work and know where they stand as far as the arts go. Um, we have some amazing people here today. Um, we're going to talk about art and film, character design, conceptual art, illustration, animation, visual effects, 3D printing, all that techie, high techie thing, which is probably where we've been, um, where we are now, and probably where we're going. It's not going to go away, I don't think. Um, and I think there's some, uh, I've had some great revelations in the last few days researching this, and I'm really feeling kind of positive about possibly the future of the creative culture. Yay! Okay, I have all of these <laughs> these these guest information, but I think I'm going to take the easy route out and <laughs> I'm going to say, this is John Mahoney. John Mahoney, what do you do and where are you from? <laughs> okay, keep it easy. Um, yeah, I'm a, a visual artist. Uh, let's see, right now I'm teaching at Noman Cal Arts in USC, and I'm doing freelance work for uh, Hasbro Toys, and I also teach at uh, Blizzard as well as a sculptor. So I do a lot of my own fine art, filmmaking, basically toys, playing with all kinds of stuff. So you're just a big kid. Just a big kid. Totally. <laughs> totally. Just a big kid. Which, you know, as creatives, that's where we want to we want to stay there, right? I mean, it's like the topic came up. Um, you watched the show, last week's show, the yes. political show. Yes. Where it was like, oh, get a job, you lazy artist. No, it's not that. <laughs> really came up and it was well, like you have to get a job yeah, right? no 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 but it, <laughs> I, I think there's a difference between being a child mentality or creatively I guess you could say a child's mind right because right? that's where the imagination we lose that actually as we get older if we don't watch it I mean we want to keep that and responsibility those are two different things right I mean yeah, it's a juggling act well, it, both, it definitely right? is a juggling act, but it's not like every artist, oh my gosh, are just these little kids that are in this big person body, right? It's not, I mean, there's some of those. I'm not saying that. Yeah. Well, I mean, all, all creative endeavors have to be monetized. Who somehow. is this guy? Who is this guy? He's not on the platform. Okay. <laughs> Van Arno, 
was on his way back from Nomen, which yes. he was doing his uh, tutorial, uh, tutorial. A figure drawing tutorial. And um, he, da- an online figure drawing tutorial, which will be available probably in like a month or so. And we it's talked my about second it. one. Yeah. And um, he was down the street at Nomen, which is probably like four blocks away. Mm-hmm. So he stopped in because he has a vested interest. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped in because I fit in. <laughs> That's very true. Okay. What else can you add? Uh... We'll come back to you later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe uh, we'll you continue. Can, we'll continue. Why don't you Why don't you introduce this guy? Uh, this is my friend. Because you know more about him than I do. Yeah, we've been friends like over ten years, yeah. and uh, David originally was one of my students at Noman uh, over ten years ago, and we just kept in touch ever since. I think we had a like-minded idea of uh, art and everything like that, and I've watched him grow, and now he's just an incredible artist, a filmmaker, teacher. And, uh, you know, I'm learning from him now, so it's been great. And um, Dawu is actually here um, doing a documentary on John Mahoney, which is really cool. Documentaries, yeah. by the way, I'm crazy about. Yes. And unfortunately, there usually is not enough funding for a documentary. I know people that do documentaries are like, oh, my God, I have this great idea and this great documentary I want to do, but there's no money. I would prefer documentaries to probably any other type of film, to be honest, besides animation, because I'm an animation freak, too. But I think if it's a subject you really want to know about, like John Mahoney, um, documentaries are amazing. You know, there was, uh, which ones have I have I seen lately? What ones are the most recent documentaries that have been out? We've seen some. I saw one with you. What was that one? Um, oh, oh, oh. That wasn't really a documentary. No, it's, 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 it is your favorite genre. <laughs> I can vouch for that. No, it is. Okay. I think I got into filming John great in the documentary was because just, he's just, such an incredible artist. Yeah. And when I met him at Noman, um, the way he was teaching was different than most other art teachers that I had ever met. In, and he kind of in what way? He he actually took us in more of a fine art direction. We were looking at Egon Shealy, whereas oh. a lot of other instructors will have you looking at artists of today, where he was taking us to the artists of the past. That's very and cool. that actually accessed something that I had never, you know, really been pushed to do with other art teachers. So yeah. Very cool. And you guys, you co-taught, right? Did yes, you we actually co-taught Cordon? a yeah. class. At, yeah, yeah I know him back in the day. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. That's very cool. Oh, my God. Okay, Danny Galeotti, what do you got? Uh, who, me? <laughs> <laughs> now, um, you, you've got, you, you guys all have some through lines here, which is kind of uh, interesting. And it yeah, wasn't, it wasn't really on purpose. It was kind of, kind of fell chance. together. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I started my career as, as an animator, a Disney character animator. I worked on... Since The Lion King, Hunchback, Notre Dame, Hercules, Tarzan, Atlantis, Treasure Planet, Home on the Range, Princess and the Frog, Tangled was the last thing I worked on. Um. Back and forth, I was teaching at Art Center in Pasadena. I was teaching classical figure drawing there for several years and went back to Disney to work on, you know, Frog and Tangled. And But I was always doing painting the whole time. Yeah. And ever since I was a little kid, I had my room full of oil paints and and... And just this is, I just kept doing it, and I've well, gotten you, into fine art. Okay, more and now. you're a you're a LA native. Yeah. And in been Burbank. working in your studio for over 20 years now. How does I that have, make you feel? <laughs> it feels great. It's a very liberating and. So um, you started free. when you were five. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, seriously. Uh, no, I yeah, like when I was you know late teens, I just started working, and I started, you know doing t-shirts when I was like really, really young. And then I got into school and then I started doing the animation, getting into animation because I was thinking I need to get money. I need to make a job. I need to and you did make it. things you happen. It work. So I, yeah, I got, 
felt like I got lucky. I went to Florida for four months and did the Disney internship. Then I came back and did worked on the. I am stuff. dying to ask you this question. Mm-hmm. So Danny recently um, went in more into fine art. Yeah. What? <laughs> how did you choose? What provoked you to go from from <sighs> animation to fine art? Well, it was really just a gut feeling. Mm-hmm. Of, that's just kind of what I've I've learned in fine art is to follow my gut feelings, yeah. and I've I followed them with my animation too. Like if I had a scene where I was like, okay, what's this character gonna do in this scene? Kind of had to feel it out and figure it out and act it out, and then and I kind of started feeling that with my own artwork, and I was like, you know, I just I'm feeling this strong pull to do this fine art, and then I started getting group shows, um, and I started going to the LA Art Show in the convention center and started meeting, you know, galleries. And, and then I just started getting into some group shows and I started showing in New York. You're in Arcadia, right? And you've Ar- been Arcadia, in New York. Yeah. You've been there for a while. Uh, since 2011. Yeah. Okay. That's mm-hmm. a while. And, uh, showing now a little bit, doing some stuff in LA with Maxwell Alexander and, um, Oh, and, you, do you have a show coming up here in LA? Yeah. Tonight there's a group show. Oh, that's right. That's uh-huh. right. And, um, and tell people where that is. So they can come check it out. It's on Washington Boulevard in Culver City, MaxwellAlexanderGallery.com. What do you think about that area? Is that like the the upcoming boom of L.A. art scene? I think it's been there for quite a while. I know, but it just seems (laughs) like there's more and more energy in that. Absolutely, yeah. Right? Yeah, the the whole Culver City um, art area is like kind of pretty hip. That's super exciting. A lot of stuff going on there. Um, Some other galleries. Okay, Van Arno, what do you got? Who are you? It's where me where again. do you come from? Well, you can learn all about uh, about me on the first Poe show. <laughs> you probably not everything. So you're a teacher at Noman. I am. I'm a teacher. I'm a teacher at Noman for figure drawing and costume figure drawing. Tell us where people can get your tutorial once it's once um, it's going to be online. I've I've done two of them and none of them are out yet, but one should be out probably in a couple of weeks. Uh, t- uh, the Noman Workshop. Which is uh, spelled G N O M O. Like a gnome, like, like a, a lawn gnome. gnome. A gnome, it turns out, is the thing that sticks up on a sundial. Yeah. It took me years to learn that. No, I, never, I knew I that. Knew I that. actually, I Google it because I Google everything, <laughs> and that's what I found out too. That's so why you're so smart. That's interesting. No. Um, not yeah, smart. but I, I'm very happy to be here with all these all these esteemed gentlemen. And uh, okay, and where else do you work? You work for Hits Magazine. You're illustrator. I do. I do. I do illustration. I do some online animation. It's flash animation. It's um, 2D. Uh, in the past, I worked for game companies, and I did 3D animation and 3D modeling and the interface. I did like almost every aspect that you could do uh, for video games. This was around like PlayStation One. This was like a while back. Oh my gosh, are you that old? I'm I'm older than that even. <laughs> PlayStation? No. <laughs> okay. So, um, what else was I gonna say? Um, oh. And on the first episode of the Poe Show, you were, I, I asked you where you thought the art world was going, and you said 3D printing. Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've really yet to see a fine art application of 3D printing, which is like, which has advanced so far and um, after so was, fast, and so, so far. quickly, yeah. and in such, in such quality. So it's gonna, it's gonna be pretty amazing. And I'm actually gonna kind of brush up on some 3D skills because I would like to get involved in doing some, uh, some concept to big finite physical object it would be super cool to see some <laughs> of your great. action figures like in 3d oh my gosh that'd be awesome, be awesome. Yeah, so that's, <laughs> that's something i'm going to be working toward i figure by the time i get back to be having some 3d skills 3d printing will be amazing 
That's great. Okay, we're going to see a John Mahoney video. Awesome. So you guys can check out some of his work. I looked up. I tell everybody, don't look up, but I looked up. <laughs> we'll be right back. Enjoy this. Welcome back to the Poe Show here in Hollywood, California, T-Radio V. Okay, we're going to talk about 3D printing, right, John yes, Mahoney? Yes, yes, Because this is, this is fascinating, and I, <clears throat> I am a total idiot when it comes to this subject. I know really not much about it, except that you can make anything, right? You can replicate anything. They use well, they're, it in... They're in, uh, in printing, ma- like human organs now. oh that okay we don't want to talk about that and food i saw food. food that's that freaks me out can we not talk about those two things you can print <laughs> you can actually can print a whole baby they say now like a whole, a whole <gasps> okay. child and you can, i don't yeah. need any more children. <laughs> <laughs> okay let's talk about anything except a organs tiny edible baby <laughs> organs edibles anything actually, squishy edibles is a good thing <laughs> <laughs> okay well besides that any any type of art that you have in your mind now you can print so there's, there's one way you can create something three-dimensional you can have it 3D scanned, and then you can have that printed. I well, I have one question for you because I did. Um, you let's see, let's see. You do ZBrush. How is that different or similar to 3D printing? Well, ZBrush is great because you can. You That's can, how. How much I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You, if you sculpt <laughs> something in ZBrush, it's ready. It can be ready to be printed. Where if you sculpt it in real life, you have to scan it in. You have to clean it up. And so ZBrush, you have a virtual object you turn it around make sure it looks just as you want and then you can print it out and that and so and that is uh it in let's see where is it where is it okay so it stores lighting color material and depth information 
So yes. you can do all of that. Right. Well, it's basically like a like a virtual sculpture. So it's a lot further than where. So when when did this start? Oh, it's been around forever. Oh, it's been around forever. But 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 now consumer people can actually buy a printer okay, now, reasonable price. And uh, I have the Form One 3D printer, and it's just the prints I get out of it are just gorgeous. I mean, beautiful, beautiful stuff. So anything that you have in your mind now, you can press a button. Let's say you have a piece of fine art. You have this amazing sculpture, right? You could send someone a digital file to Italy. Oh, and they can they'll they print can, it they out. Can print it, yeah. Or you can have. Yeah. 40 galleries printed out at the same time all over the world. So it's it's going to revolutionize everything. Also, Every, everything. Even everything. architecture. Architecture. And they, they made a car. Yeah, you can print cars, <laughs> you can print Audi, buildings. What is it? I actually have that here. It's an Audi. What is that car that they made? I threw that one away. <laughs> but they can print all kinds of stuff, yeah. So, they made a car. They're making cars that way. It's incredible. Imagine now little kids can create their own toys out you, of their imagination. You can create your own family. You can create your own family. There and you can go. you program Prince them? Prince of babies. So it's pretty creepy. exciting. That's super creepy. Can you program them to be exactly like you want, like the Stepford wives? Well, that's the future. Who knows? We'll see. That's what we're talking about, right? Well, that'd be cool. <laughs> that'd be cool. Or not. Or not. Then exactly. their heads spin around and things start. It was that wild. movie X. Ex Machina? Did you see that? Uh-uh. About the female robot? It's yeah. so good. Oh, it's really? So yeah. It's really re- good. a recent film, huh? Recent? It's still in the theater, yeah. Oh, that's why I haven't seen it. I wait. <laughs> wait to video. Maybe I'm terrible. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. Oh, very cool. Nice to know. Okay, so where do you where do you see the future with this? In fine art, say. Or uh, in art, in the art, say. I think you can do things you can't do normally with with, you can you can cre- create a sculpture within a sculpture within a sculpture. You can create things that unfold. You can create things that work and walk around and things like that. So, people's imagination is going to just going to be ignited once they get their hands on this. Um, it's incredible. Okay, kind of a, a similar uh, a similar thing. Uh, have it right here. Um, Daoud does digital drawing. I'm sure a lot of people do, but. You, um, you uh, tell us about that. Tell us about how that's kind of revolutionized your vision of art and how you use that. Because um, I was just reading about it. I mean, I know a little bit about it, but people have this um, this uh, opinion or thought or misconception, I guess is the right word, that digital this digital drawing is that it's not really your art that it's just like some reproduction or some some even think it's like a gicle it's nothing like that it's actually your drawing on a pad okay so tell us about that so it's original art it's just digital yeah when when i actually when i first met john i was drawing strictly in the computer because i was looking at a lot of concept art sites and i wanted to be a concept artist but then John put me away from the computer and had me drawing more traditionally. And one well, thing I learned, one thing, one thing I learned is that the computer is just a tool. Yep. So it is you drawing in the computer, but a lot of people tend to think that because you're drawing in the computer, it's going to come out so great. But that's not necessarily true. You still need to learn the drawing. The you fundamental still have to know your still. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. For sure. So I, I wouldn't say I think it's a great tool. You know, it's just like a paintbrush or a crayon or anything else. Just 
computer. But you can save, you can delete, you can change, yes. you can save a copy, yes. you can move on to. Typically, I, I don't. I, I try not to, you know, do the all the fancy undos and all that. Just draw straight up the same way I draw in traditional media, meaning traditional meaning on regular paper and pencil and pen. But then once it's once it's in a tech, technology type of form like that, uh-huh. can you do more with it? I mean, and in the future, will you be able to like do a make it a three D or make it in make it move or? Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, you know, the great thing about where we're at now is that we can create art that's archivable. You know, in, back in the day, you had to have some expensive paper so it could be last 100 years. Yeah, Nowadays, exactly. everything's digital. If you could yeah. do it on the computer, you could use it on any media. You could use it in video or whatever, and also print media as well. So what do you think that does with the, because um, I have a terrible opinion that at some point, fine art that you put on your wall maybe won't be so much you'll still want it and see it but it won't be like it is now what is your thoughts about that because I've always had this not always but in the last few years I've had this vision of more of a more of a like a screen Mm -hmm. that you can change Mm -hmm. the vision that you want to see or whatever still fine art but in a different kind of format do you see that happening I think it depends on the person's liking I mean you know you're going to have some people that perhaps have the screen on their wall with different images changing but I don't think that the computer will ever replace traditional art you know so people there's some like, fascination with the fact that someone's th- coming up with something and it's coming out of their hands you know on traditional it's media. kind of the way i think about um books i don't think books yeah, will ever go away right. i don't read off of an ipad i there's no way i can do that i don't want to do that i don't like i like a book <laughs> <laughs> i mean i write and i read and i study and i like to have a book, a physical yeah, book that I can turn the pages. Right. So you don't think that's going to go away in fine art either, huh? Mm, well, I mean, you know, it may take, it may, it may mean, take a back, it may take a backseat little bit here or there, but I don't I don't think it'll ever go away ultimately. You know, it it also it's doing, one of a kind. It's a one of a kind object. Yes. Thinking thinking of all this and where um, where where art is going technologically, I was thinking about um, like graphic design. And, and and this is totally just my opinion, but the graphic design kind of it it probably put a lot of artists out of work because all of a sudden, no, oh, we'll just use this icon and we'll just use this easy image to say what we're gonna say. But I always thought that at some point people were gonna need that human element back, that actually art artistry. So with especially with what we're talking about here with the with the drawing on the board don't you think that that we've come kind of full circle and people are like okay we can have the best of both worlds right so probably graphic design per se is going to take a back seat and maybe the artists have more of a say in the artistic process as far as the actual drawing on the pad <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't be the best one to really predict what's going to happen with that. But I could definitely say that there's just things that you can do with traditional media that you is very hard to do in the computer. It's very hard to make something look real right. in the computer with paint strokes. There are artists who do it, who do a great job oh, at yeah, it with yeah. painter and things like that. But it's really hard to accomplish. There's more steps involved versus just smearing a paintbrush across the paper. And usually, actually, when you're doing that, though, as a graphic designer, you're probably a pretty high-level graphic designer, too. Yeah. You probably have a lot of artistic ability right. Right, to even go there. Okay. Um, let's see. What do we want to talk about now? We want to talk about more of this. I what think do you, with what the computer, you... the, <clears throat> the deadlines that people have nowadays, the computers speed things up so much yeah. that you can get so much oh, done quickly. Yeah. So it's I don't think the computer's ever going to go away in that sense. Well, it's but, definitely uh, not going to go away. No. I'm just and, trying to I'm just trying to wrap wrap my head mm-hmm. around, which I'm sure a lot of the creative culture is trying to wrap their head around, um, mm-hmm. where our future is 
with technology as artists. Uh, well, in whatever capacity our art is, if you're in music or if you're in, you know, a painter or whatever you do. You know, it's very interesting that you brought that up because the new movie Mad Max, the yeah. art of book, you is watched all six traditional times. art. I watched Seven it six yet? times. Yeah, I'm going to make it to ten. See, I know, the, most, the, the I, I know most art. everything about you that's online. <laughs> <laughs> right. The concept art in that book is all traditional work. You know, it wasn't done in Photoshop like a lot of the other oh, really? art of books. So, yeah, I think it depends on, you know, who's working on the project and what they, the direction they want to go with it. And I would say, too, as the, with the drawing is that people appreciate things that are drawn and designed. And that particular film. Oh, I totally agree. Yeah, that particular film is it was drawn with an artist's hand as opposed to if you have like a lot of computer trickery and stuff like that. A lot of times the films kind of look similar. But this uh, film looks completely different. So you have to always go back to the artist, go back to the sketchbook to actually hallelujah. create new things. So That makes me super happy. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's interesting. It's interesting. Okay. I hope you don't mind, but I have a little clip of your drawing on <laughs> the pad. Cool. I kind of had a, it was about four minutes long or whatever, okay. over four minutes. So I had to shrink it to two minutes. So All right. you guys will like this. Sounds Check good. it out. Welcome back to the Poe Show here in Hollywood, California. Okay, we're going to spend a little bit of time with Danny Galeotti. Um, now, like we were talking about earlier, he he was a, an animator forever. <laughs> and um, 
but he does he kind of spends most of his time in fine art now um as an american scene painter which is super cool so tell us about first of all that particular topic and why you're drawn to that it's super great i and i think van will like that because you like the old movies right you like the 30s and oh, 40s no, I, that's, that's that's a style of work i really really can relate to i love i love that sort of that sort of thing i've always Attracted to the 30s, 40s, 50s, and um, I think a lot of it was from my grandparents growing up and being around them a lot. Uh, they would always tell me stories. My grandfather was, you know, my my mom's dad was in, you know, near Pearl Harbor mm -hmm. in 1940, no, and um, he got out of there in time. And um, but my other grandfather was, you know, involved in stuff in the 40s, and he was um, had a Actually, his clothing store was here on Hollywood Boulevard in 1940s. Oh, how and funny is that? He would always tell me how stories cool. of after the war and all the, you know, the sailors and the actresses and everybody like kissing and hugging. Everybody's happy, you know, that kind of Americana. Yeah. And um, and I always had this attraction toward it. And he actually he had um movies that he shot in the 30s and 40s, like little handheld. You know, oh, how cool. Stuff he did on, I guess, would it be 16 millimeter? So or you, just have, you have that? Maybe. I had it, and I had it transferred to DVD oh for my myself. Oh, my gosh, that is so cool. Like a Venice Beach in the in the oh, 30s wow. with, like, you know, malts 25 cents and the, mm -hmm. the guys jumping on the, doing the um, acrobatics and the beauty pageants. So you, pageants got, a, you and, got a lot of inspiration for your paintings from that. Because I know, I mean, that's not yeah. really what you're doing now, but you did do a lot of those kind of scenes. It's still in me, Venice, though. Yeah, 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 it's still in me, and I and I started with that. And so I was, at first when I started doing the American scene stuff, I started yeah. doing, you know, beach scenes because yeah. I was really into Reginald Marsh. I'm sure you guys mm -hmm. have heard Reginald Marsh. Sure. Um, and Paul Cadmus. It looks a lot Paul, like Paul Cadmus. I love Paul Cadmus's work. Uh, George Tooker. um and you know that that uh, work project WPA it's called administration yeah, yeah. that during that period in the 30s um, there's just that there's a vibe about that work that I really like and I kind of wanted to get that into my work and I studied a lot of the traditional illustrators you know Rockwell Leyendecker a lot and um, loved George Bellows and a lot of those artists studied them a lot um, did copies of them <laughs> I, I, just, I learned a lot I think I learned most of my work is, is from copying yeah, masters. Yeah, that's the best way to learn. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's great. You know, and I—that's what I teach too when I teach. Yeah. And what what you said, and I think this was on your website, mm -hmm. that your aim is not pure nostalgia, but rather in mm -hmm. pursuit of universal, timeless themes of human nature. Just super cool. Yeah. And you kind of—I yeah. I don't know. I know mm -hmm. when when I see that though, that's definitely not my era, because <laughs> mm -hmm. I would be. 90 yeah. years old or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's not my um, name. But, yeah. but I think it's it's something really um, personable. I think any yeah. human can relate to it in some sense. It is kind of this well, this feeling of family and togetherness and American. Well, and I kind of think about humans are all one. Yeah, yeah. So I, I like the feeling of we can all relate to it. We can all relate to it somehow. We all have the same feelings. We all have the innate same kind of needs and feelings. And um I was also influenced by, um, you guys have probably heard of Joseph Campbell, a yeah. hero of a thousand faces. I really love, you know, that Hero's kind of, journey, yeah. Hero's Journey, yeah, I love, I love, I love that. So I kind of was thinking about th those kind of teachings and when I started doing my work and just trying to um, feel, you know, human nature in general. So. Okay, but you tweaked this just a little bit. Mm -hmm. 
which is kind yeah. of super cool. Yeah. So Danny's recent series deals with people's secret thoughts. Those yeah. thought but not acted upon. So mm-hmm. he deals with his bad girl series uh, with concealed brass knuckles, frying pans, mm-hmm. candle I sticks. S- yeah, I started doing that, um, I guess, about a couple years ago. I started working on these the bad girl series and you still have that mm-hmm. same 30s 40s kind of thing going on yeah i wanted to film like noir the, look <laughs> basically film noir yeah, you know i was watching a lot of great. like the orson wells and i studied a lot of them when i was at disney as an animator i studied a lot of orson wells and the um you know magnificent ambersons and the um uh you know a lot of those films that i can't think Touch of, of evil Touch of Evil. Touch of Evil. Yeah, come on, Dan. You know the stuff. (laughs) Um, Yeah, the the film. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I I studied that a lot, and I wanted to get that feeling in the painting. So I was thinking about how can I have a a modern feel with that kind of inspiration. So I started thinking about okay, I like these girls with these. I like, you know, the leather skirt and the lace blouse and what can I add to it oh, with brass knuckles we thought of that so so I had to go get some brass knuckles somewhere got some brass knuckles which I'm not supposed to do we're not going to ask where those came yeah. from <laughs> and um but th- that was good reference so I had, a, I had I used they got you, know, you used them I no I <laughs> as reference you know oh, photo boy. references and I use them a lot in my photo reference for that for those paintings and um um, so where what where do you where do you see you going from here? Do you have any interest in 3D printing? <laughs> Actually, that's a funny yeah. No, oh. I'm just curious because you kind of went. Mm. Um, I don't know. It's not that you went backwards, but you chose where mm. you wanted to go. You want to be in fine art. This is where mm. you want to be, and you're totally capable of that for sure. And so I'm just curious. Following do you have my any... passions. Following your passions is mm-hmm. what I believe in, and following what you really, um, what you feel in your gut is what you want to do and that's kind of what I ever since um you know working at Disney and stuff I always kind of like always encourage people when I'm teaching is to follow your your bliss follow you like George Joseph Campbell follow your your gut feelings what you really want to do and don't be afraid to go after it and that's all that that, that's Um, all that there is there's nothing else you have to do that I mean we live once we gotta gotta go for it you know you gotta just do whatever you gotta do that all you creatives out there you gotta just go for it do whatever you got to do to make it happen. Yeah. You know, if you got to, you know, work at night, work. I had I think, to work three I jobs. I think everybody in this room agrees, right? Yeah. John Mahoney, when you were at T Radio V before, you said, um, "Well, I did this and this and this, and I just thought one day I wanted to look for, work for Lucasfilm, and you did." Right? <laughs> you yeah, yeah, happen. definitely, this definitely. Is like, okay, done, check. <laughs> well, even lately, I too, like the la- like a month ago, I just popped into my head and wanted to do a 2D film, which yeah. I didn't think I would. Because it takes so much work, but I just like I want to do a two D film. We didn't so. even talk about your film work because you've <clears throat> you've uh, you did some ana- some short animation films, right? When you were here yes. before. Yes, yes, I did, and I did. I got into some festivals and things like that. It took so much work. I was just like, oh, I'm never gonna do that. And so you I, haven't done it again? No. So I, oh, I've so gotten into live action, but lately, the past month, I've hired about six animators, and we're working on a short right now, which I'm really excited about. So it's like. You just kind of go on these waves, and if something grabs you, it might be a little overwhelming to do it, but you can hire some people to help you out yeah. and just kind of just do it, you know. And you, I know, I know you want to do. You do, um, uh, oh, sorry, um, uh, you do like co- like commercials and and uh, different promo kind of uh, video. Kind yeah, of promo stuff too videos as well? for different yeah. different small businesses. I would go in and film their 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 video for their website and things like that. 
I think we're going to get cut off to a break here. Okay. Is that what you're saying, Jake? <laughs> Jake is our tech man. Yay, right. Jake. Okay. So um, what we're going to see now for this little short break is Danny Galliotti's video. So check it out. We'll be right back. We're back. Was not that amazing. Do you see? You paint Danny's... a lot of patterns. I was noticing that. You do a lot oh, of patterns. Oh, I know. Isn't that you incredible? Know, you know what I love about uh, that is like... Oh, I hate that stuff. <laughs> oh, I hate the repetition kind of background. I hate that, right? Oh, God, I hate painting Patterning? Yes, I hate it. Oh, doing it? It's just, it's time consuming. Do you but like I... it, though? You know what? I like the final result more than the actual okay. process. Yeah. But, um, so I was you're not at, lazy like me. <laughs> so I don't like to kind of get in a zone. And... What I found, if it's not wallpaper and flat, if it's on a body, if it's on fabric, like it, it wraps around something, mm-hmm. like you, you can do it kind of poorly, easier. and it looks pretty good. Uh, okay. Like you, it, it's kind of forgiving. It like, has a lot of three dimensionality yeah. to the work. You're and... kind of a fan of of text too, aren't you, Van? Yeah, Lardo? that's super boring. Super boring, but painting, super super worth it. Painting text is super boring. Um, so you actually have a painting right now at at Corey Helford Gallery. That's right in Culver and... City, and Hoppin 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 Culver City. Hoppin Hoppin Culver City. Yeah, that is where the light is amazing. That's true. Every time we go street. there, the sun goes down. And it's and not it's... just the liquor stores, though they're always in my photos. But that's it's crazy lighting. It's like hmm. the do you uh, does anybody On notice Washington? that? Yeah. Is it weird? It's, it's a yeah. It's got a definite vibe. It's a, like the feeling this, of it, I'm talking the about like the visual light is like mm. ethereal, weird, dramatic. 
Something yeah. going on there. No. Something's going on on that street. <laughs> we saw, I'm telling we saw you. like two different completely wild sunsets. They were like, why is the sky bright red? Why is the sky bright red now? It's, it's so <laughs> bizarre. Okay. So, anyway, what were we saying? Okay. Um, Danny has recently been involved in a film, Leaves of Eden, which is really interesting because fine artist, fine art artist, fine art artist. Mm-hmm. Um, gone rogue no <laughs> no a little bit so rogue, tell us yeah. tell us a little bit about this what what i found interesting in in um checking into this film mm-hmm. is that um not only are there some well-known actors in there but there's also people from disney from nickelodeon from pixar involved all involved in this film mm-hmm. yeah, i think when a project comes along like this where it's 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 building. They're they're getting the funds and they're they're kind of everybody's working on it. They're all coming together. My old um, office mate from Disney, Adam Dykstra, he's directing it. And um, there's some you know pretty big names. Like I, I can say one of the names is Barry Corbin is being involved yeah. with it. You know, and he's a he's a big big actor and he's um, he's excited about being involved with this and. I just have a small part. I'm just going to be one of the paramedics in the film, but um, I'm excited about being involved with it. And it's got a—it's a really strong message in the film. It's going to be a dramatic thriller, and um, they're planning to start filming in the fall or in early next spring. Um, Jake, can we go ahead and run that trailer? Check Hi, it out. my name's Adam Dykstra, and I'm the director of *The Leaves of Eden*. Well, when I was first approached to direct this film by our executive producer, Louise Luster, I wasn't sure what to expect. And uh, then I got the script from Steve Bertel, and I couldn't believe what an amazingly powerful story he wrote. The Leaves of Eden is about two grown children who travel back to the family farm for their father's 70th birthday, only to discover that their father is dying of cancer. Once back in their childhood surroundings, they are suddenly haunted by these dark memories that propel the story into an explosive climax. It's a very well-written script that deals with important issues, and after reading the story, we decided this has got to be made into a movie. This is a family that's dealing with so many of the issues that we all deal with on some level, either in our own families or families that we know. Issues like abuse, mental health issues, medical issues, and there's so many layers of family dynamics here that are so important to talk about and to get out there for people in order to normalize it in our society. We cast Barry Corbin as our lead, Eldon the Farmer. I've been a big fan of Barry's over the years. He's done so much work in television and in feature films. And we cast Johnny Dark as Dr. Branfield. He's an amazing talent and he brings a different edge to his characters. He's a comedian, an actor, a musician, and he's done work throughout history in TV and in features. My name is Johnny Dark, and I am an actor, and I'm thrilled to have been cast as Dr. Branfield in the new motion picture, Leaves of Eden. We cast T.J. Johnson as Shane. T.J. is an amazing actor, an accomplished actor who uh, brings seriousness and appeal to his uh, characters. What was this all for? If this was your operation, people died! John died! Death was always the cost for the Vale's agenda, Harper. I'm T.J. Johnson. 
I'm going to be playing Shane. Hi, my name is Molly Dykstra, and I play the part of Angela on Leaves of Eden. Hi, I'm Sean Schaefer Hennessy, and I am the composer for Leaves of Eden. Hi, my name is Dana Gagliotti. I'm a former Disney animator on a dozen movies, and a full-time painter and artist. Well, my name is Peter DeLuca. I work in the animation industry, and currently I'm working for a studio called Nickelodeon. Hi, my name is Greg Dykstra. I started in visual effects and moved into character sculpture and design. And that's what I've been doing for Pixar Animation Studios for the last 15 years. Steve Bertel has managed to write a script that, through use of story and dialogue, takes a highly uncomfortable subject and handles it with such authenticity and beauty that you feel yourself lost in the story. Uh, I think it's going to be an important film. The subject matter should be talked about, even though a lot of people don't want to go there. But we should go there, and this film does. The Leaves of Eden is a phenomenal story of a family going through turmoil and trying to come out the other side better. When I was first cast for a part in this film, I was really excited. And then I read the script, and I was even more excited. It was it's this amazing thriller. I couldn't wait to see what was going to happen at the end. The characters in the setting kind of live in this veneer of normalcy. But pretty soon you start to get glimpses of memories and emotions that start to weave a much more complex, darker tale. Oh, I picked up the script, I started reading, and I'm like, okay, I can't put this thing down. Then it was like, I know I have a time limit. I was, that was during my lunch hour, and I'm like, man, I'm on page 51 and I don't, I don't want to put it down. I'm thrilled mostly because I get to work with Adam Dykstra, the director. I've worked with him before, and he's a great director, and he has an actor's eye, simply because he's an actor as well. And he never underestimates the power of a performance to bring out all the wonderful subtext that's in a script like The Leaves of Eden. I, I, I know he's going to make a great film that we feel deeply. The kind of film that you'll be thinking about long after the credits roll. Okay, we're back. What do you think of that? Okay, so um, tell us a little more, like what we were talking about on break, like mm -hmm. the the bringing of all those, not bringing, just the the uh, grouping of all those people together to to have a voice together and make a change. Yeah, They're all from different different. It's places. as artists, you know, we we all have a vision. We have things that we we have in mind that we that we think can maybe happen and. You bring these people together. If you come together as a team, it, you can get a lot, you know, better chance to make things happen. So. And we, yeah, yeah we always on the show talk about collaboration, mm -hmm. especially with the creative culture. It's us working together that's going to make the difference. It's going to elevate. That's why I have all these people on the show. It's elevating the cause, which is all about creativity. Um, okay, and where can where can we find out what you're doing, Danny? Um, um, on sure my own work, I could do. Yes. My website, dannygaliotti.com. How do you spell that? Uh, D-A-N-N-Y, and then my last name is G-A-L-I-E-O-T-E. -E. It's the coolest spelling ever. Where uh, does that You know what? My, my grandfather, when he had the clothing store on Hollywood Boulevard, he changed it from, the story is, it was G-A-L-E-O-T-T-I, Galliotti, oh, really? to the way it is now. So it's just a different spelling. It's just a little different spelling. And... Uh, it's super cool. I love the three vowels in a row. I just <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And you know what? Yeah. I don't think I ever misspell it. It just comes kind of naturally. I get different comments at like restaurants. <laughs> They'll be like, uh, caliente party of three, please. <laughs> caliente. But I don't know where that comes from. 
the I and the N and the O look similar. I don't know. But. Okay, Dawood, where can they find you? Do you remember your website? Yes. Okay. Oh my God. Not me. <laughs> it is dot com. Okay, spell it. That's D A W O O D M A R I O N dot com. Okay, check it out. And John Mahoney. Yes, I've been studying right here. Okay. <laughs> it's uh, Mahoney Art at CarbonMade.com. Very simple. VanArno.com. Oh, <laughs> that's pretty much it. You can find me at VanArno.com, V A N A R N O, and you can email me there, and you can follow me on Instagram. And it's bright and pink. Okay, Van and one more Arno. thing. Ah, uh, not yet. We have to show this. Can oh, you? I is my there? Little... Yes. This is your. Okay. Tell us. Tell us about it. This is a kit bash. It's little bits and pieces of toys from That's Barbies so and stuff cool. like that. It's kind of like it was done before Mad Max, but it's very Mad Max influenced. So, just love playing with toys. Love Barbies. And the paint treatment is really <laughs> it's cool. It's a Barbie player. Thank you. Thank you. So anyway, there it is. And we're gonna see Mad Max right after the show. So. <laughs> Are you oh, gonna yeah. see it for the seventh time? Seventh no! time. Yes. Oh my God. That's so Everyone, cool. run out and see Mad Max. It's okay, great. yeah, check it out. Beautiful. We'll see you next week on The Poe Show here in Hollywood, California. Yay! Thank Yay. you. Cheers. All right. Cheers. Clink, clink. Clinkity, clinkity. You are watching T Radio. You are watching T Radio V. Radio MTV.